I'm Sinead O'Moore, and you're listening to Every Mum the Podcast, supported by Water Wipes, the world's purest baby wipes. From fertility to birth, pandemic parenting to taking care of ourselves, here we talk to guests about their own unique experiences of parenting. The insane joy and anxious defeat, the love, the laughs, tears, and the moments we don't talk enough about. This season is supported by one of the most essential products for every mum. From that first nappy change to those messy weaning months, water wipes. Made here in Ireland, water wipes are purer than cotton wool and water and made with only two ingredients, 99.9% purified water and a drop of fruit extract, making them ideal to protect and gently cleanse sensitive newborn and even premature skin. As the number one wipe in Ireland, Together, we are committed to providing more support for parents with trusted products and this podcast. In this week's episode, I'm joined by the very talented Irish comedian and mother of three, Emma Doran. At 18, Emma had her first baby, who is now 18. And in those 18 years, Emma has watched her daughter grow up while growing up herself. This is a come full circle kind of episode with laughter, honesty, vulnerable moments and a lot of empowerment. As a single teenage mother, Emma talks about how she became so focused on securing a home, a job, a life for her and her baby. And after the birth of her two boys as a mother in a relationship, she had to learn to share the load and be okay with asking and receiving help. And now, as her daughter turns 18 and her boys are in school, it's Emma's time to follow her own dreams by leaving her job and pursuing her talent at making us all laugh. On the day her daughter received her Leaving Cert results, Emma recorded her stand-up appearance on the hugely successful Sky One's The Deirdre O'Kane Show. 18 years of growing up, and now they're both ready to take flight. Emma, thank you so much for joining me on Everyone the Podcast. It, we were just chatting there. It is three years since you took the stage uh, on the night that we celebrated the rebrand of EU Mom to Every Mom. Because in my mind, when I was buying the event, I was like, oh my God, Every Mom needs a laugh. We yes. just desperately need a laugh. We need it a lot more now than we did then. Uh, I know. It was a great gig, actually, because I know it's kind of, you know, when if you go to something and there's a lot of people that kind of know each other, but like maybe on a very, you know, a work kind of level or whatever. So <clears throat> sometimes you never know how those gigs are going to go. But um, I could tell, I could tell if people had had like another half glass per second, what is it? <laughs> it, was, it was a generous <laughs> pour that night. There was a, yeah, I, yeah. If, you know, if there's, if there's, if, if I'm behind the wheel of an everyone party, there'd be a generous pour. Uh, and, you, right? and you on stage making us all laugh. But I remember, I just remember just, how like the set that you had that night the content that you had that night just it's exactly how we all feel and exactly what we're all going through um it was centered around that whole like everybody asking you so many pressured questions oh, around yes. your life yeah. and you're just like in the midst of it you don't have a clue what you're doing you haven't and you, you know what actually thinking about that night i remember at the time uh it was something i said out loud for the first time uh like not to my mom or whatever so like 
now a lot of my friends are starting to have babies and stuff but uh, for a while I was kind of like the only one of my friends and I had one of my sons was just constantly at his willy constantly 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 at it <laughs> and I told a story on stage like not a stand-up story at all but like you know about this and oh my god the amount of people coming up to me after I was like oh thank god so many people and then somebody else came up to me and said oh yeah even no my son is at it and my mom says he gets it from me because I used to spend an awful lot of time in the bath when I was getting <laughs> So open up a real can of worms. I was just like, okay, this is a safe place. Oh, it is a very safe place. It is a very safe place. As are the conversations that we have on the podcast. Yeah, I know it was great. It was. But it's been so lovely to see you like you change and evolve and grow since that night. Because definitely, if anybody was there, like you were so brilliant. You were so brilliant and you so got the room and you completely understood where we we're all at because you're in it and you've been in it. Yes, a long time. A long time. I have. I've. Um, I feel like I've. Yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. I've actually. I have never. Well, I had like six weeks of deadly crack where I was um, young, free, and single. But like, I've never uh, been an adult without being a parent. So. I assume that I'm going to go absolutely believers in my fifties. I'm going to be like hardcore going off the rails and I I'm hoping I will because I feel like I deserve it but um yes I have been doing it a long time. What age were you when you became a mother? I was 18 so I uh yeah I was in my leaving cert year and I have two older brothers I'm the only girl and my grown up my parents were like you know they were quite strict I think it was just compared to a lot of my mates, but they were quite strict. I always kind of were trying to keep tabs on what I was doing or whatever. And that wasn't really, that wasn't really for me. I kind of liked to have my own business going on that they didn't know it. So I was constantly trying to, um, as my mother would say, I was constantly trying to push it. Just push, you're pushing it now, you're pushing it. <laughs> constantly. And then my mate had um a mobile home in Wexford so the summer before sixth year we went off to Wexford to live in this mobile home and got jobs down in Wexford and sure we were adults I mean we were so sophisticated we were washing our clothes and sink in the mobile <laughs> Do you know so, what I mean? so <laughs> oh yeah coke and noodles you know when I, I was in a restaurant so I got a bit of food and work but my mate worked in this um play center so she was just I mean she was basically surviving on the truck shop there but you know you're eight like you're 18 you're a teenager it doesn't matter so I was having a great time and then I went home after the summer and I just I was like I just had an off like feeling I kind of got I'm sure it happens a lot of people like uh like a fake kind of period like you know I was obviously already pregnant and I just I just knew because like 18 year old Emma there was now like the period was coming every whatever 27 days without fail um so I just knew so yeah I found out I was pregnant in the September of sixth year and um yeah I was in a total heap I had a fairly good idea of what was going on 
Um, so I, ju I just knew, I was just like, oh no. And uh, I went off and did a pregnancy test and I went to do it in town because I went by myself as well. I think very early on, um, apart from one or two, but I definitely like was like pushing people away. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't like, I wasn't kind of going off with a friend to do it or anything like that. And <clears throat> the results are coming up straight away. I was like, crap. So, uh, yeah, I just kept, just kept a big old gigantic secret then for, oh, a long time. And you know the way like in sixth year, everyone's talking about like the devs and like the sixth year holiday and it's all like it's all go mm -hmm. like obviously everyone's talking about the leaving whatever but it's all like future 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 like when we get through this like we're all gonna go mad and celebrate and the world's our oyster and you know everyone has massive plans and whatever and i was just sitting there just i hadn't to be honest with you like even now sometimes it still comes up where um it'll be something like a TV show or a movie from in around that time. Mm. And I'll just be like, I have no memory of, of that at all. Or like, I'll, you'll catch it like a reel in the ears. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you something. If it's around 2002, 2003, and that music comes in, and you're reeling, I have an abrace. What happened in that period? Don't remember any of it. So I'll be like, oh, I'll take your word for it, Archie. So yeah, people were kind of starting to go on like, you know, proper proper growing up nights out so um yeah just totally walking around like a big old alien not having a clue what was going on at so all. how and when and how like and you had to say it out loud eventually yeah so I'd said it I'd said it to my friend who I went to uh Wexford with but like even so she kind of was like the first person I told but even like a lot of the time she would have like called in for me or just like, you know, whatever, what's you like going to the shop or come in or come out or whatever. And I don't like, I'd say like God lover, I'd say 98% of the time I was just like, no, I'm whatever, you know, make an excuse and kind of might have a little bit of a chat at the door, but that was pretty much it. And then eventually I might have told, no, I think she knew and then I told um, my par my parents, I told my mom, I left her a letter, big, long letter. I'm sure she was just like, get to the fucking point. <laughs> but anyway, a uh, big, long letter. And uh, I just ran across the road to my mate's house. And I, I didn't know when she was going to get the letter. So I was just like sitting there, like, you know, trying to be cool, but like real tense. And then she ended up calling over. So um, she... Just like, oh, you know, look, come home whenever you whenever you feel up to it or whatever, and kind of gave me a hug and stuff. But it was just that thing of like I always like got on great with my parents and had a great relationship with them. So it wasn't it wasn't a kind of a fear that I thought that like they were going to kick me out mm. or like I knew obviously that they were going to they were they weren't going to turn around and say, Yeah, that was we were thinking actually you probably should do that because that'd be great time. <laughs> I wasn't expecting congratulations. <laughs> I, 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 like, I didn't expect my mom to be like, plan on the baby. 
questionnaire straight away. Like, oh, this is so exciting. Yeah, because what the gender reveal? The gender reveal, yeah. Can you imagine? Gender. <laughs> like, it wasn't, people weren't revved about the news. <laughs> but, um, like, I always got on with them really well. But I think, uh, well, I know. I know it was that thing of, like, once they knew that was it, it was real. Mm-hmm. You know, so it could kind of not be real until they knew about it because I knew that once they knew it was going to be like you know let's get let's go into action here let's let's ring the GP let's whatever and uh, I just wasn't ready to deal with that but I like I didn't thankfully now I didn't wait I didn't wait too long do you know what I mean it wasn't how long was it roughly I think so say I feel like because it's it's so hard to pinpoint mm. when stuff happened because you just you just blur it out. But I were you showing? Was, like, did did you feel like okay, I have a bump? No. Here. Oh, I felt I was because like I had because I was the youngest in my family and I'd never really I'd never got a, a go of a newborn baby or and like mm. I'd minded like toddlers and stuff like I'd done a bit of babysitting, but in terms of, like pregnancy and babies, I didn't really know. But I noticed like that. Um, my stomach was like hard Hmm. like very soon or just like it felt different like it felt like there was something in it but I I wasn't showing I'd say it was kind of I'd say it was around this time of year I'd say it was like around uh, end of October start of November around that time Hmm. so not that long but in my head like uh, a lifetime a lifetime yeah 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 totally because I couldn't concentrate on anything and I like would have been one of those um kids who like I'd be constantly like singing and like messing and whatever and that all stopped because I didn't have that freedom in my mind so like they definitely definitely my mom knew something was up but obviously like if your daughter's in sixth year you're probably thinking oh well you know it could be the fact that it's sixth year it mm-hmm. could be you know like could be falling out with a mate or something which obviously especially around that age can be monumental so you'd be I I would assume you'd be trying to tell yourself like other things like you you wouldn't let your brain go to certain places but have um you, have you ever asked her now like you know two adults talking yeah have you ever asked her how she felt when she read the letter in the moment of reading the letter um yeah I think I actually have and I know that she still has the letter and I I doubt I wouldn't I wouldn't want to have a look at the letter now I would do you know that correct? it wouldn't be one of those like I'd have I'd still have old diaries and stuff from when I was younger mm-hmm. and I'd look back at them and I do think they're gas and I think I've even posted some um bits online and whatever like and totally totally willing to share that and just like laugh myself but that letter it's not like oh have a look at this look at what I wrote look at the, look at this oh my gosh state me I just <laughs> I wouldn't be able to but I think yeah I think I have asked her about like the, the letter or whatever and she was just like yeah I I knew that something and I'd say in particular that day I was probably building up to like mm-hmm. write the letter and leaving the letter so she probably knew and I probably did it as well when it was only me and her in our house. 
Because you wouldn't want to be putting that letter down your brother getting first go at it like. <laughs> no, it has to be mom. Has to be mom. So uh, she probably she probably knew something was coming. But I think she just said, she never really referenced the letter because I mean, I did ramble on for a while, but um, like loads of waffle, absolute waffle, like I, you know, I didn't know what a penis was, you know, like really trying to sell some sort of character who had happened upon a penis one day and suddenly was pregnant, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, yeah, she, she has talked, yeah, we've talked about it. We haven't, we haven't gotten out the highlighter. I'm, no, I'm just wondering if, yeah, as, as you know, so you, you have a daughter now the same age that you were. Yes. yes. And I just wondered, <laughs> yes. Now that you're at that point, did you talk to your mom as who you are now, wondering how you'd feel if you read that letter? Yeah, it's funny because at the time, say, when it happened, and then, like, say, obviously, like, you know, the after, like, the aftermath of it, like, obviously, you're, you're pregnant and all that, but then, you know, you do have the baby and your, your life continues and your life goes on or whatever. So, um, she was like uh my main support uh person and like throughout throughout the years like say during my pregnancy like she was with me at like all my appointments and everything I could speak to her completely openly and I mean she like I said like she kind of was my therapist like Jesus Christ like I absolutely fucking talked the head off her do you know what I mean like oh Jesus like for a long, long time. But at the same time, there's things that like at the time I would have been, I suppose like just a nor normal daughter, but then you add the extra element of your like a teenage mother or whatever. There would have been stuff that I would have been like, oh, pissed off about, or I'd I would have said to myself at the time, oh, we should we shouldn't have done it. We should have done this that way. We should, you know, whatever. And then it wasn't really until I kind of got a bit further down the line. I was like, oh, do you know what? Like, Christ, you drop a bombshell on your parents, and the only thing that they can do is try and deal with it in the best way possible that they can. Don't get me wrong, we were great at the time when we had a great relationship, and that continued. But it wasn't until I got a bit older that you really, you really appreciate the bigger picture of all this stuff mm. and as your as your own daughter starts to get older as well you're like oh yeah <laughs> because you know when you're in the baby phase you're like um that's so intense and it's like you know physically emotionally exhausting and then you're kind of saying to yourself oh well like if i could just get to this phase or that phase or whatever it'll be so much better and it will in terms of like the physical exhaustion, like I wouldn't dare to tell any friends of mine that have, you know, small babies, how much sleep I'm getting, you know, <laughs> like I wouldn't, don't. I wouldn't dare bring that up, no. but it's, it's, uh, it just changes. It's still as, uh, well, no, it's not as intense, you know, kind of emotionally, physically, mentally, but it, you, you still feel about them the exact same way. Because, you know, so a lot of my peers, a lot of my friends, a lot of the people that I know, a lot of the people that I get to talk to because of this work. Yeah. 
are all fully fledged grown-ups. We live a grown-up life. Yes. Achieved X, Y, or Z, or we've got to a place in our careers, or, you know, we've, we've done the leaving cert even, you know, at least. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yet, thrust into motherhood, haven't a clue. We lose ourselves. We are so afraid of everything that we feel like we're doing wrong. And it's, it's frightening. There you were, a yeah. baby yourself, trying to navigate through this. Do you think being so young, you didn't, you, maybe perhaps you didn't overthink it in the way that first time adults, you know, much, much older mums do? Yeah. Or like, I, I just, I just want to reach out to every teenage mom and be like, oh my God, you're just incredible. You're doing you're doing such incredible, such incredible job while you're growing up too. Like you're raising somebody else while you yourself are still being raised. Yeah, it's fun. It, it's a funny one because then I, when I had uh, Joe, so Joe was eight, that was 10 years later. Mm-hmm. So like I wasn't living with my parents anymore. I was like in a relationship. I had a job. You know, my life was completely uh, different but there were some bits from having Ella so young that I learned that I like definitely continued through. <clears throat> so I think uh, when I had Ella, and I remember going to like a mother and baby group, and um, I just felt like such dope I felt like an alien because all these mams were like uh you know on like maternity leave from their careers and had husbands and houses and uh cars and you know went on holidays and stuff like that and I found that like uh really intimidating but then when I would uh talk to uh, talk to somebody or hear them talk about something and they were like I don't know using whatever or oh maybe I should do it this way or that way I was like I did suddenly cough then I was like oh I was like none of these actually have a clue either I was like I'm not I was like I'm not getting any info from these these haven't got a breeze <laughs> so I was like I was like most people I was like I'll just ask my mom because she's done it and she was a nurse and you know you probably do learn how to parent from your own parents and I was like I'll just ask her um any questions or whatever but um yeah I think maybe I didn't have I didn't have uh I didn't have as many choices in a way do you know that like that was what was happening or like now, obviously, I have, I have, I have to be clear, like, I had such a supportive family. And there was never, the, the whole goal was that I would have the, uh, the baby. It sounds funny, like, you know, the baby, because obviously she's a person now and whatever. <laughs> but I'd have the baby and I would go to college in the September and I would get a degree. That was the plan. So um, there, well, in a way, like, there was massive pressure that that's what I had to achieve to kind of like uh, make good the bad timing, like, you know, the, the boo-boo. 
And so that was like massive pressure. So I would spend a long time being uh, hugely focused. So it was basically Ella being a mom, college, and that was pretty much it. And then um, I, what you call it, I'd say by the time I got into fourth year in college, I probably started loosening up, loosening up a bit. Like now when I went to college now, I would probably know this. But I started kind of like, just like relaxing a bit more or whatever. But to be honest, I would say uh, for a lot of college, I was probably actually depressed. Mm-hmm. I think I was actually depressed, but I was just like, I was very high functioning. But then like, I talked to a lot of people that I went to college with. And like one girl who, uh, you know, her family wasn't in Dublin and she was going back home every week weekend. She was like, yeah, I was miserable. I was really depressed. So sometimes I find that it's not even about uh, where you're at with your kids or motherhood or, you know, what, what your job is or whatever. Like so often, like so many of us have all the same stuff going on. It's just in a different way. So. I kind of feel when I started to look at things like that, it, I did relax a lot. And I, I suppose I didn't have the pressure of like having, looking at other friends to see what they were doing because nobody was doing the same thing as me. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I know. It's isolating things. too though. Like, oh yeah. It's like totally like, but I had kind of accepted that, that that's where I was. Hmm. So in a way, so yeah, it definitely was isolating. On the other side of it, it was kind of liberating in a way because I felt like, well, I don't, I kind of just felt like no one could really judge me because I felt like I was doing the best that I could and I knew Ella was happy. So then I just went like, well, that's, that's, that's all. Enough. I can, that's, all yeah, I just kind of, I think in a way, don't get me wrong, I wasn't completely like kind to myself or whatever, but I think in a in a way I did accept that this is my life for the moment and um that I just had to kind of like do my best when I could and just try and be kind to myself. But at the same time, I don't want to like pretend that I was really kind to myself. I still thought that I'd be on my own for the rest of my life and I completely messed up you know everything like I still I still did think all of that but um yeah I just tried to get on it and it was like you know I did it did settle it did settle down you know what I mean and that's why I think it's brilliant to have this conversation because you are the first person that I've spoken to that has a child as old as Ella is yes and how brilliant to give us the perspective that it doesn't like whatever phase you're in whatever you're feeling, whatever you're, whatever is circling in your head, it doesn't last. There's always phases and stages and it gets a little bit worse and then it gets a little bit better and then it gets a little bit harder and then they change and then you change and then something else changes and then you're in a whole new phase and you feel lost again because you don't know what to do with a 10 year old and it keeps going, but it never gets easier. It just doesn't stay the same. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't stay the same. And um, because the first time around, I didn't have a partner. So I got into this thing of like, so when I was in college, my mom was minding Ella for me. So I was really lucky. But then I would try to ask for as little help as as possible because I knew that she was already like helping me so much. 
So then uh, I met Shane, my partner, and, you know, we got together and uh, moved in together. And, you know, we have the two boys now as well. But it took me a long time to actually um, reach out to him and, like, just ask him for help or ask, to be honest, ask anybody for help. Do you know that kind of way? And I always feel like, so when I had uh, Joe and Tommy, they were, uh, you know, I was at the thing of like two of them in nappies and there was a lot of pictures in my phone of, um, come on, we sent Daddy a picture, we sent Daddy a video. <laughs> and Daddy is painter decorator. He is not sitting at a desk watching any of these videos. And you can see me like I'm in a dressing gown and the kids are like, you know, number 11 bus running down their face and like I've got a bit of porridge in my hair and like it's that zone so me right now (laughs) so (laughs) when you've basically done a full day's work by half nine and you're like Mm. come on we ring daddy let's see how (laughs) daddy is daddy be home soon all this kind of crap but um won't you daddy won't you be home yeah (laughs) (laughs) just their long days Mm. but I even felt myself like I was doing this thing of um, like at the weekend to be getting up, be getting up like the night before the boys were born. I was like, I'd be getting up and Shane be like, what are you getting up for? Why are you getting up on a Saturday morning? I said, I'm getting up. And he's like, Ella's grand. You know, she's just doing whatever. You don't have to be rushing out of bed now. But I'd be like, it took me so long to like break that down. So now I know that like, you know, those days where you're just like, um, you're on like the verge of tears in Tesco you know what I mean and then you just you say to yourself do you know what I just have to go to bed straight after dinner just like kind of just go I'm clapping off now I'm going to bed and most people if you like you're in a, you know a relationship where there's the two it's a partnership the, the part, your partner's not always going to be able to offer you the the help or whatever do you know what I mean there's no point waiting for your partner to go oh do you want me to clean the jacks or whatever but like I know for most people if you ask the person they'll say yeah no problem do you know what I mean so that's why I'd say to all my mates I'd be like don't be waiting for him to cough that you're stressed out of your bin just say I'm stressed out of my bin I have to go to bed it's yes it is six o'clock on a Tuesday but I have to go to bed and then you have a great, like, you know, you've over 12 hours of sleep. You wake up, you've gotten your period, and you're like, ah, oh, that's... <laughs> there we go. There we go. I'm absolutely grand. And I don't, I don't know if, uh, like, a lot of us are guilty of that or whatever. But um, because, like, I had a partner the second time around, I kind of wasn't... I, I, well, wasn't used to parenting like the newborn stage with having somebody as you know obviously my mom was my support but you know it's a different dynamic when you're a couple yeah and it's their shared responsibility it's not your mom helping yes this podcast is just one way that every mom can support you Another amazing way is with our free gift bag, packed full of essentials for you and baby, including free samples of water wipes, the number one wipe against nappy rash. To receive yours, just register now on everymum.ie. There's a free gift bag there waiting for every mum. You know, throughout it all, did you find that, you know, you couldn't really go and do what you wanted career-wise? 
Um, yeah, definitely. With each um, little pixie that I had, because I obviously when I had Ella, I was in a different position, and um, I would have loved to have like gotten into performing or whatever. But um, you certainly wouldn't have been telling anybody that. So um, I felt like I had to get something kind of solid and um, reliable. So that's, I did business and arts management. So it's like a business degree, but like you kind of do a bit of artsy stuff. So in my head, this was like my secret way of sneaking into more creative stuff or whatever. And uh, when I had her, um, I did a bit of like production work for um, for television, but I I felt like I didn't really have the time to build that up because um, it would be it was like very sporadic, you know, because I was like I was starting out and I was trying to get to know a different production companies. So like, you know, I kind of leave the house at whatever you know half six in the morning and my mom be like so when will you be back and I'd be like I don't know mm. so I could you know I couldn't do that so uh when I had her my my main goal was to get a job that was close to where I lived and that would be convenient you know like that was kind of the first uh priority and I know that is the way for most people but I think uh, when you're in your early 20s you usually do have that freedom to, to kind of maybe go further feel for a job if it's something that you really want um and then later on when I had the boys uh I definitely stayed in a job that I didn't like because I was sticking around to get me all the you know so I kind of had it in my head oh I'm gonna be having a baby so I better stick around here I'm not going to be changing job now you know that kind of way um so Yes, and again, that really influenced me. But when I had uh, Joe on, when I was on maternity leave, that's actually when I started doing stand up, because I said to myself, I said, so Ella was ten, and I was like, well, that ten years went really quickly, and now I don't, you know, I don't bits and bobs, but I hadn't really like hadn't done a huge lot in my in my opinion anyway to like kind of push myself out there. So when I got pregnant uh I had it in my mind that right I'm going to I'm going to give it a go like um so yeah I went I did my first uh stand-up gig when I was on maternity leave with Joe so I think I did because I the first time around I was so young I did have that bit of experience where I knew how quickly you could kind of get lost in uh you know, parenthood and everything that goes around with that and, you know, um, maintaining your relationship and, you know, wanting to go on holidays and home improvements and or buying a home and, you know, having a car and blah, all that stuff. So I just decided to do it while I was on maternity leave and then I never went back to my job. <laughs> Which happens for a lot of women. Maternity leave can often be the catalyst you know it's the time that you properly step back it's not unlike a lockdown at all actually oh totally yeah 
Because well, I think lockdown to like a lot of people who were on maternity leave, they were kind of like, it was familiar territory to yeah. a certain degree. Yeah, completely. In fact, I find some of some of it a bit better because I didn't have that FOMO because nobody was doing anything. Um, yeah, but no, totally. Ter- we're all in it. It was grand. But I think like, it's really funny that. how there's this kind of you know there's a lot of there's a lot being written and talked about this whole like cultural phenomenon happening globally called the great resignation where loads and lo- like you know i'm talking global here are yeah. figuring out that they're not content in their work or they do want to pursue something that has more purpose or that supports whatever they want to achieve in their life or whatever they need in their life and you know it's this great awakening and people have been like thrust off the hamster wheel and are now like going oh i don't want to get back on i want to do this and i want to do that i want to change i want to do something and they're all resigning i'm like that's just maternity leave. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we're like, we've been doing this for years. Yes. <laughs> but now, now it's like, oh, it's a thing now because it's not just women who've had babies. Yeah, well, I suppose for lockdown, for a lot of people, it was uh, you know, probably a life-changing experience. But that's what having a child is for women. It's a life-changing experience and uh yeah i mean i like i gave up my job there a few months ago so i had a full-time job um to get the old mortgage because they weren't that impressed at me with the old comedy stuff because it's so um you know it could be all gone tomorrow or whatever and um i knew i had to go and get a full-time job so now I did get a job. It was like in a radio station. I was doing script writing and copywriting. So, you know, it wasn't completely like, ad, like, you know, soul destroying for me or whatever. It was fine. But as soon as I had, uh, we got the house during uh, lockdown and we figured that all out. And then I kind of said to myself that once I had that, I would leave the job. And then it was like that thing of, there was talk of heading back to the office and whatever. And the working day there was nine to half five. And um, it was over the other side of Dublin. So I'd either cycle or be on a scooter. And um, it was just full, full on. And I was like, "Mm, no, and handed in my notice. And I didn't have a job. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on the comedy uh, full time. Um, so even in the last eight years since I've had Joe, I mean, I've had a few jobs, but nothing crazy, <laughs> nothing crazy at all. In ter- you know, I've tried mm-hmm. to keep um, comedy my main focus. And I'm, I have to say, now I wouldn't recommend like obviously quitting your job if you've nothing else. But I, I was obviously able to quit my job because I had another source of income on the go. And I knew that I'd be able to do more comedy when I didn't have a full-time job but I love looking back at it now I am so much happier uh do I have the same perks and whatever that I would have had with a full-time you know employee position no but I'm so much happier now that I'm doing stuff that fulfills me and you know it doesn't even have to be a case of I don't think going out on your own but you have to, you definitely have to, for your own head and heart and soul, you definitely have to pursue 
what what is the thing inside you that you keep going back to in some way you know what i mean it doesn't have to be okay i don't think anyway it doesn't have to be a case like for me it was i I had to go and do something i just had to and to be honest like i would be if i was a person that could go and work in the bank like 10 minutes from my house and do that until i retire and be happy with that i would love that it would make everything a lot simpler (laughs) do you know what i mean it would make my life so much simpler but that's not where i was going to find like fulfillment or joy or whatever so whatever the thing is just do it i mean if it's singing and you're like okay well like i don't want to necessarily be the next adele but i have to go and sing join a local like group or choir or something and you know it's a case of like you know thursday thursday evens the night that you go and do whatever because like when I when I went and did my first comedy gig, it's not like I had said to myself, "Oh, that's me now. That that's going to be my job." I certainly didn't think that, and none of the people at the time that I was meeting, it was the job. Like everyone else had a job, you know what I mean? But it just kind of um, grew over time or whatever. But you have you have to do something. There comes a point though where you as you said, eight months ago when, or what, how many months ago, sorry, did you resign? Not that long, uh, in August. Yeah. So it's, there comes a point, you know, for you, it was in August where you yeah. have to take that leap. You have to say, you have to back yourself somehow. You have to say, this is more than just a hobby that makes my week a little bit more fun. This is yeah. now like I'm committing to it. I'm, I'm, I'm giving up the other things that are standing in my way. I have to let go of that stuff to make space, you know, to give you the space to pursue the thing that you really want. And that's a terrifying moment. Yeah, I just had to give it the space. And to be honest, uh, when the boys uh, were younger, I would have like so for a long time I was at home with them and I was I was going and doing comedy and I like looking back at it that probably was hard because I I wouldn't have had much uh, mental space but I you know I try and kind of get stuff uh, done during the day like if I had a gig that night or whatever um, and then I think yeah they were both in school so I was like oh I have to kind of go and get a a proper uh, thing now or whatever um, but it, you know, if um, not to make it all, all uh, gendered, but like if I had, it, you know, my male contemporary who, you know, has three kids and has, I feel like he probably would have had a bit more space to go and do the thing. But, you know, that's not his fault either. That's not on him. That's just society. Um, yeah. Um, I'm got, I'm getting into this territory now, but you know what I mean? Because even like when I was uh, doing uh, stand-up before, there was, uh, like this was a few years ago, but there was a, a competition and the prize was, oh, you know, like a couple of deadly gigs but and prize money as well. And um, I was in the final with a few other people. I didn't win. Another guy won. And a few of the comedians said, God is name great that so-and-so won like as he has a family to support hmm. and you're kind of like well what the what do you think I'm doing mm. I think I could have even been pregnant at the time Jesus do you know so there's still this thing of like that 
uh, men work to support their families and women work to kind of pay for the little extras. Mm. Yeah. You know, which would have been the thing back in the day if their mom's got a part-time job. It would have been seen as in like that's paying for the extras. So whether it's like the holidays or not the, you know, like the kids' uniforms or like kind of top-up cash. Yeah. It's like, for most people, that's not the case now. The no. two of you have to be earning and working your holes off. Yeah. No, completely. You know? I, cer- I, so anyway, I, I gave certainly him a joke. do. <laughs> I certainly do. But I did it. But that's like, do you know what I mean? Who knows what's going to ha- happen in January? I did it. And I said, I usually wouldn't, because um, I kind of put it out there on social media. Like, I quit my job. Give us a shout if you're looking for anyone, blah. But if that had been a few years ago, I wouldn't have said that openly mm. in case I had to go and get... Uh, yeah, in case I had to go and get a job for like six months or whatever. And it's not that that fear has left me because that could still happen because obviously, you know, it's expensive when you have a whole family and all that comes with that but I suppose I'm at a point now that I wouldn't be embarrassed about it if that happened Mm. do you know what I mean like that Mm. happens to people all the time or like they go and set up a business and it doesn't work out Mm. and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because they went they did it they scratched the itch they saw what it was all about they learned loads of stuff from it you know they might go back with something else again well, they're going to, you know, they're going to take a step back, regroup and, you know, think of what else they'd like to do. They're like, you know, I'll never be too proud to like go and get like get uh, earn a few quid in a different way if I have to. Yeah. But I was just like, I'm actually just going to be completely honest about it. I've quit my job and I'm, I'm going out on my own to earn me a few quid if, you know, if it all goes pear, not all goes pear shaped, but like if you go through a bit of a lull, because I can I can make a lot of my own work, but a lot of the time you're relying on other people to give you work. Do you know, like please yeah. God, fingers crossed, they want to employ me to do something. But if I have to go and do something else so for good. a while to get a few squids, that's absolutely fine. But I have I have absolutely no regrets. But I just want at the same time, I just wanted to be um I just wanted to be honest about it because yeah. also there's the other side of it as well. There's a lot of people that kind of do um, creative stuff or whatever, but they always have a, they always have a full time job in the background. So then, yeah, when I stepped back and I said, "Well, you know what? That's done now, and uh, I seem to be getting a bit of work." I was just like, "I'll just take the plunge now," but I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done it like three years ago. But mm-hmm. I knew I knew at some point I would get my chance to take a leap. Yeah. It just had to be, you, you, it's just that thing of um, trying to just have, like, I think having blinkers on is so important for whatever it is you want to do. It doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter, like, if Mary, who you went to school with, is whatever, living in a mansion, looks deadly kids are immaculate whatever you know what I mean whatever it is it doesn't matter what 
the person to the left or the right of you is doing or like what their journey is or how quick they get to where they're going or whatever. It's about, it's just, just about you and your little family and what you want to do and your little goals. And that is it. Like I get, like it really upsets me when I hear people comparing themselves to how far along their mates are in whatever they're doing or, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter at all. As long as everything that you need is taken care of, you know? Everything that you need is taken care of. I mean, you know, like some days you can feel like winning because you have washed and you've managed to make some half decent food and, you know, you, there was a bit of joy in the day. But if, you're, if, you're, if, you, if you look at, like, what so-and-so is doing or what, like, no, that's not, that's not helpful to anybody. And everyone's, everyone's personal success is different. And sometimes winning is when you're on a Sunday night Sky One show. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it is. But sometimes then it's like could be really organized on a Monday morning. I know, but tell me how did it feel when scared eighteen year old new mom you who didn't know if she'd get through the leave insert, didn't know what was gonna come next, didn't know if she'd ever have the career she wanted, didn't know if she'd ever have the house she needed, didn't know if she'd ever have the partner to share this with actually achieved a massive career moment um yeah I was really I was really happy I suppose sometimes um when you do like I'd say I probably had a bigger buzz actually doing the thing at the time because the day that I recorded was actually the day that Ella got her leave insert results so I felt like pure full circle um, like yeah I felt really like wow hippy dippy like stars aligning or whatever but do you know what the big I think the biggest thing is and this is going to sound so cheesy but you have to kind of you have to sometimes um obviously like there's a lot of people involved and you being who you are and getting to where you are and all that stuff but sometimes you have to say you have to thank yourself for taking a chance on yourself yeah because I think that for most people, that's the only thing that's holding you back is not taking a chance on yourself or not, not giving yourself, um, just not taking a punt on yourself and just see what will happen. Because I've done loads of things and like they've been, absolute, it's been absolute shite. Like it's been shite. <laughs> But I care about that less and less, you know what I mean? Or about like, uh, like rejection or whatever from, from who, like from whoever it is. But no, that was, that was a nice day. But I'm just glad that I, t- I, uh, I took a little chance on myself. But you've been taking chances on yourself for 18 years. I think that's the thing. I think you were plunged yes. into the biggest, scariest risk taking moment of your life and on that same day there was Ella getting her results and you feeling 
like you did it. No one is an island. I think that was probably, I wasted a lot of time thinking that um, I didn't uh, need any, um, other humans didn't need any help. Um, didn't need to talk about anything. I'll just shove everything down into the pit of my stomach and let that churn around for a long time. Mm. I think when I uh, just let it all, let all the walls fall down. And I don't mean as if I was walking around every day as being a blubbering mess. But I can't, I uh, opened, I, I, do you know what? I actually opened up a lot more about who I actually was, what I wanted to do, what I wanted out of life, what I was scared about, what I was happy about, what I, you know, that kind of way. Mm. And for all of those parents, you can always move in back. You can always move back to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I tell myself. If it all goes completely pear-shaped, I can just move back in mountain. She has the attic converted there. I'm so, sure she'd be you know. delighted like, to have you back. Oh, wouldn't she just? But you know what I mean? Like you, you, look, up until now, you've you've figured it out. So you probably will again. You're sure. brave. And you're in you are you're brave and I think it's brave 18 year old you was brave I think the mother of an 18 year old is now also brave um I think it was definitely the universe was doing something on that day the fact that 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 show was being filmed on the same day that you'd gotten your daughter to a, a milestone in life where you can feel right okay you know she can fly yeah a little bit a little bit yeah, no, honestly, I, ha- I have to be honest about that. Like, I was, um, I was driving in to uh, record it, and I was having a good old cry in the car, yeah. like a happy cry. <laughs> but I was having a good old, like, you know, movie, like, nah, 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 cry. Yeah. Yeah. But I said, "Fuck it, let it out. I deserve it now. Have a good old, have a good old cry for myself." Um, so no, I was that was that was a good day. Now I have to say. Um, but I still, you know, like she's so obviously she's eighteen, she's in college or whatever. But I still like she has part time job, and I'm like text me when you're on your way home. I know, <laughs> but that's because we'll never, ever, ever, ever stop. There's one thing that we won't evolve out of, and that's worrying about. Me. I know, yeah. Emma, I can't wait to see what comes next for you. I think you're absolutely on a trajectory. You're just, I think, please God, there's something. Ah, there is letting go of that job and and giving yourself the space and the commitment to just go for it. Um, you're making us all laugh in the meantime, so please continue. I said I give I give it a year now and see how we get on. If I could have the confidence of of a man in his early twenties, I'd be laughing. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? That's the dream. If you find, I'd have that sorted. If you find the secret to that will you let me know yeah i will oh, i thanks. will yeah <laughs> no problem we could all do a bit of, with a bit of that emma thank you so much for joining us and letting us know that if we're in that moment it'll pass there'll there'll come a time where we can we can we can raise again and totally we'll bide your time bide our time get but be, but get be your ready. steps in get your ready steps in be ready <laughs> Don't arrive at that point completely depleted. Leave something oh, no. in the, leave something in the tank because then it's your moment and go for it. Yeah, totally. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for listening and to Water Wipes, the world's purest baby wipes for their support. Proven to be purer than cotton wool and water, Water Wipes are made with just two ingredients. Our 100% biodegradable, plastic-free and compostable wipes. And the winners of seven National Parenting Product Awards 2021, including Best Baby Wipes. So you can do what's best for your baby's skin and help protect the planet. If you enjoyed this conversation, subscribe, rate or leave a review, share this episode across social and get in touch with this week's guest at Emma Doran Comedian on Instagram. Talk to you again next week.